continue the message I started uh, this is the third one now. it's a series growing into maturity in Christ appreciate every one of you tonight now I have by the grace of God much confidence in God I really believe in God that's where I place my hope and I just don't have any fear of anything I just want to please Him that's the most important thing for me in life to please Him you only have one shot at it this is it this is it and I'm ready to do everything I can to make sure that He's pleased but we have to grow in the faith Tonight, God permitting, I want to share some real, real good secret. And I've shared it before, but this is so important. I believe, personally, that this was the key for me from the very beginning in the early 80s. I came to this country very confused about faith. And it's maybe for some it will be very difficult to, to believe that. You couldn't tell me to teach Sunday school, I wouldn't do it. You, won't, you couldn't tell me to teach children. I didn't know what to talk to them about. I know it's difficult for you, but that was like 1979-80 when I came. Uh, I found a secret. And he's transformed my life. I have no fear of anything because of this secret. And I'd like to share it with you. I'll share it with somebody. But I really, I'm sharing it again, hopefully, so that you can lock into it and, and, and use this secret because I believe it will open you, real, will open you up not just to know scriptures but to understand it not just understanding it but be able to act on it without consulting with anybody and then see God manifest himself some of the things by the grace of God that I do, I, didn't, I just read, learned, and then I'm going to, I call it experiment. I perform my experiment and see what God does. And He shows up and confirms His word. So, how do we become mature in Christ? What is that, really? What is maturity in Christ? Well, maturity has to do with your character in Christ and that has to do with your faith in God your character cannot change until you get a lot of faith in God because you can't change yourself he's got to change you and develop that character in you you can't have faith unless you know the word of God you have to grow in the word you have to have knowledge of the word if you have knowledge of the word then you can have faith because faith comes by hearing so you have to have the knowledge of the word now if you have the knowledge of the word the word is God so if you have knowledge of the word then you have knowledge of God because God and his word one and the same And if you know God, have the knowledge of God, you will soon find out very quickly that God is one thing. God is love. 
when you have that all together the knowledge the love based on your knowledge of him because he is God you mature your character will change because when you look into the face of the mirror as James tells us you are transformed from glory to glory so it comes from the word and when you look at the word what it does first thing that it does it produces faith it produces trust and confidence in your God his person and as you trust in the word as you look at the mirror of the word the word changes you you are transformed through the word because the word will change the way you think if you believe it it will continue you'll begin to change the way you think and as you change the way you think you become a new person based on what you're thinking from the word then you grow into maturity so the knowledge of the word is the, is the, is the key that's what's going to bring you peace that's what's going to bring you grace you can't grow except through the grace of God, right? And that comes through the knowledge of the Word, which is actually the knowledge of God. Second Peter 1, verse 2 and 3 says, Grace and peace be multiplied. Grace and peace be what? Be multiplied. How? In the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. You want more grace? You want more peace? That when you hear the word peace, is talking about rest in Christ, right? Rest. You want more rest in Christ? You want more peace? You want more grace over your life? Grace is your ability to live for God. Your ability to do things that the scriptures say you, you should be doing. That can only multiply only through your knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ. That doesn't mean I have to spend time with Him in the office and making conversation that means you know this and you believe this that's how you begin to grow through the word through the word if you spend some time a little bit of time I was telling Angela tonight this thing can consume you you can sit for three hours and not know that you spend that much time just studying from the word and before you know when you stand up from that place there's something going on in your spirit because Jesus said the words that I speak they are spirit and they are life so when you begin to receive the word you begin to receive the spirit of the word which is the spirit of God and then the life that comes from the word which is how you live your Christian life how you can get things done in Christ everything is coming through the word especially when you are facing the word of God on bias where you're not looking at man's opinion you are open to it not arguing with it whenever people yes but and they go that means I'm not ready to accept that yet so it's through the knowledge of the of, of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through what? Through the knowledge of Him. Goes back again to knowledge. 
He's giving us all things that pertain to life and godliness, but the only way to get to life and godliness is only through the knowledge. Through the knowledge of Him. Now, the one who called us to glory. See? I know when we talk about glory, we're thinking about transformation in heaven. (laughs) But He called us, why should we be reading it here? If we don't need part of that glory here. Remember what Jesus prayed in John chapter 17? The glory which you have given to me, I have given to them. That's what we're talking about here. Through the knowledge of Him. Through the knowledge of the Word. Spending time with the Word. Not just spending time reading. Listening to people. I've said it here before. Get the tapes. Of ministers you like. Support their ministries. Draw into their anointing. It's very important. If you want to live a spiritual life, you have to be doing those things. I mean, it's not by force. It's not, I've got to do it, otherwise God is going to be angry with me. No. If that's your desire, then lock in into it. If you're doing it because, well, if I don't do it, God, then God is not in it. That's performance. But if it's your desire, you want to grow, locking into it. It may not feel good at first, but before long, that's your life. Get the tapes. Get the books. Read the books. Don't get their opinions, but their opinions will possibly lead you into more search. And then you begin to search, and you search from one scripture to the other. And it's so important, and then you begin to understand what real life is really all about. Some people walk, you know, they live through life not really knowing what life is all about. All they're doing is, well, this is what's going on, we're just going to follow. Well, you were born for a purpose. There is a reason why God put you here. His purpose for you is different from mine. You've got to find your purpose. You will not be fulfilled until you find your purpose. And it's through reading the word. He says, well, will God tell me what career I have? Yes, he will. It won't be written in this book. But as you search the book, he'll tell you. You'll know deep down in your spirit. So it's, it's always through the word. He called us to glory and what? Virtue. Power. Glory and through the knowledge of the word. That's all it takes. I like people to prophesy over me. Yes, but he's not coming through that. See? It's by the word. And the knowledge of him. All the prophets, they can prophesy over you all they want. But until you dig in, the prophecy is not going to be fulfilled. You have to do something to get the prophecy fulfilled. You have to do something. You have to. God told Noah, build the ark. Uh, you know, rain is coming. You know that prophecy will be fulfilled. God is not going to build the ark for you. You build the ark. You'll save your family. Proverbs four, verse two, twenty and uh, through twenty-two. I talked about this on Sunday. My son, give attention to what my word. Incline your In other words, like I said, move your ears away from all that they are saying. And move over to the word of God. Stay with that. 
That's God's saying. God has a lot of saying. It's better to give than to, to receive. That's his saying. He has a lot of saying. A lot of sayings. And we need to pay attention to his sayings. It says, do not let them depart from your eyes. In other words, you're being presented something. Don't look at that. Look at the word. That's the word that's going to transform your life. Keep them in the midst of your heart. That's your spirit. That's where faith is born. Your spirit. For they are life to those who find them. Not just sharing the word, you have to find the word. And health to all their flesh. Romans 10, 17 tells us, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Hearing is so important. You can read, but I also like to hear. I buy the tapes. Or I go on the internet. And that's so easy these days. You know, Paul said, I have kept nothing that's profitable. Get back nothing that's profitable. There, there are messages on the internet. Dig. Especially in the area where you're suffering. Dig. Go and study. I come in here in, in the mornings to pray. I encourage all of you to come. But for the last few weeks, I've been going to the same scriptures over and over again. I need some life in my life in this area. So I go to the scriptures. Amen. So important. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Romans 10 verse 8 says, but what does it say? The word is near you. In your mouth. And in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. The word of faith that you hear. The word that you hear according to the word of God. Jumps from leaves your ears and gets into your mouth. When the word gets into your mouth, what are you supposed to do with it? Speak it. You have to speak it. The word of faith that we preach gets into your heart and into your mouth. Into your heart for faith to be released. Into your heart, your spirit. But then you have to give it voice. You have to give it voice. If it's, no, if it's not in your heart yet, it's just a sound. There's nothing. But when it's fully established in your heart, it comes out. When it's been established in your spirit, it comes out as a word of faith that does things in the spirit realm and in the natural realm. And I, this scripture, I didn't give it, but if you turn with me to Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13... It says in verse 13, can you help me back there? Do I have time? Yeah, I do. Verse 13, and since we have the same spirit of faith according to what is written, according to what is being written, since we have the same spirit of faith, so faith is born in our spirit as you receive the word of God. The word of God is what? Life and Spirit, you receive the spirit of faith through the word in your heart. And since we have the same spirit of faith, 
the same spirit of faith that Paul had, the same spirit of faith that Peter had, the same spirit of faith that was in Jesus Christ. The saints will have the same spirit of faith as it is written, which is already written. This is already established. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled. So that word is being written according to what is written. It tells us there, I believe and therefore I spoke. You got to be saying something. We also believe, therefore speak. So when I hear you speaking, I can tell what you believe. Open your mouth, I'll show you what you believe. Tell me I really don't believe that. I know you're lying. Because <laughs> out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So I know what you believe. But it's through the word. Let the word take preeminence over everything that you're hearing. Whether the word is speaking it, or wherever you even if you read it from a mail, the word takes preeminence. Incline your ears. Turn away from what you're getting. Keep it in your heart. Don't let it go. In spite of what you see in the natural. And the world will produce fruit. Definitely. Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away. Not my word. Isaiah 55 tells us, the word that comes out of my mouth will not return to me void. It will accomplish it will always accomplish. That's the confidence we have to have in God to grow. Meaning nothing else matters. No matter what's going on in life. This is it. I found it. You know, Jesus said it's like treasure in the field. You search and you find it. And when you find it, you sell everything else. You're going for that treasure. This is it. I've got the secret. This is going to make me. If you've not come to the place where you're resting completely in God. Am I saying there won't be troubles? Oh yes there will be. But you're resting in God. And God will make you. No doubt. I said it over and over here again. If man makes you, man will put you down. But if God makes you, no one can unmake you. That's the way I want it. God has to make me. And look at him. So it's the word of faith that we preach. The second thing that I believe is so important you know is this the power of praying in other tongues so important I will never apologize because I know what this has done for me he gives you so much understanding believe me I don't know how it is, but I can, I can take a scripture and just look. I spend a lot of time praying in tongues. I'm telling you the truth, I do that. Brother, you know that. When I come in here, I'm praying in tongues for the most part. It's not a religious thing for me. It's just something that I do. I enjoy it. I don't even listen to myself speaking in tongues. I have things in my heart and I'm praying to God. But what you hear is tongues for the most part. Is so important. People, I'm telling you, this is a key. This is a serious key. I mean, if you will get if you get anything, this is a serious key, I'm telling you. I know that, you know, 
back and know people who have been saved long before myself. And if we passed that saying something. I think I st- Angela, not my wife, the Angela in Georgia, I didn't realize things were happening in my life when I was doing this, when I finally decided I'm going to spend a lot of time speaking in tongues a lot. And I just was like the other students in, in school. But Angela, uh, she went with me to Nigeria, but married to a Nigerian now. And I'll be just making conversation. I'll be telling her things that I assume everybody knew. And she'll tell me, what are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. And I'll show her scriptures and she says, I didn't, I've never heard anything like that. And she says, good luck, you need to be speaking more. I had never thought, one Sunday school class I played with children. You know, I played guitar, you know. <laughs> and talk to children and sing uh, Father Abraham. You know what I mean? Father Abraham had many sons. That was my ministry. I didn't think I knew much. It's true. And I talked to her and she was telling me, good, good luck, you need to, talk, you need to speak more. You need to talk, talk to us more. You, where are you getting all this stuff from? And I'm shocked, like, what's your, what's your problem? You mean you all don't know this? And she says, no, you need to speak more. And then as God promoted me, I've called that promotion, and I started teaching Sunday school class in Pastor Addison's church. And that was the main adult Sunday school class. And people came from other churches to attend Sunday school class, and they go back. I wasn't even thinking about what God is doing, and I'm not bragging on it, but I'm telling you this stuff works. Praying in tongues does work. I mean, he's God is going to... I'm going to show you quickly from the scriptures. I got time? Yes, I do. <laughs> I'd like you to do it often and do it long. I know some people think that, you know, you have to be moved. That's not from the scriptures. You don't have to be moved. That's the way I thought. You know, I've once in a while, you know, I speak in tongues like, Flore, Kura Bashata. And then I stopped. Today was really great. I spoke in the field. <laughs> I discovered that's not the case. Please give me First Corinthians 14, verse 14 and 15. Because it says, if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays. It's your spirit that's doing the praying. Check it. It's not capital S. You got it? It's my spirit. It's your spirit that's praying. Through the help of the Holy Spirit. Because He came to be our helper. You know? He came to be your helper. And He's helping you, transforming you from the natural world into the spirit world. So it's your spirit, but it takes your spirit into the realm of God. And then allows you to have a voice in that realm. Why so important? If I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit, not God's spirit, small letter, my spirit prays. But my understanding is unfruitful, meaning you won't understand what you're saying. And then in verse 15, Paul says, what is it then? I will pray with. There's something you're praying if I cut grass with, you know what I mean? So I have it and I pray with the Spirit, meaning speaking in tongues. And I will pray with the understanding that's used my mind. It's your will. Not God willing for you. It's your will. You decide when you want a will, right? 
my will, I will. So I spend time praying more so in, in tongues. That's what I will. And to edify myself, I say a few words in English. Amen. That's just to edify my mind. But to edify my spirit, I go in tongues. That's what builds us up. Look, Jude one twenty says, But you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith. How do you build yourself up in your most holy faith? Praying in the Spirit. How do you pray in the Spirit? You pray in tongues. If I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. If you understand what you're saying, you are not praying in the Spirit. That's right. So if you say a few words, and the words are really glorious, you are really inspired, you are praying inspired prayer, but you are not praying in the Spirit. Because the Bible says, if I pray in the tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. Meaning, I do not understand what I'm saying in the spirit. That's when I pray in the spirit. And that's the only way to build up yourself, apart from the word of God, the knowledge of the word. You combine these two and you become strong. It says, but you, beloved, don't, don't be like the rest of them. You, beloved, building up yourself in your most holy faith. How? Praying in the Holy Ghost. In the Spirit. That's how you build yourself. You want to be a strong Christian? You want to be a mature Christian? Pray in tongues a whole lot more. Spend some time doing it. And watch what God will do through your life. You get a hold of one simple revelation. And refuse to let and see what God would do. You share one word and God would transform your mind from one scripture to the other. And if you don't remember, then you know how to search. But you can always tie them up together. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's for every one of us. It's for every one of us. It's only if you're willing. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19, if you are willing and obedient, you will eat of the good of the land. And I'm going to move on. But look, in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him. If you speak in tongues, no one, including yourself, no one understands him. How be it, however, in the spirit he speaks mysteries. But I'll, I'll like verse 4 of that scripture, okay? Can you help me, please? First Corinthians 14, verse 4. We got it? For he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. You know what that word means? You're building up yourself. I don't need anyone to encourage me. I just speak in tongues. Amen. When I'm down, instead of looking for the brother to speak some words of encouragement, I just build myself and encourage myself by speaking in tongues. And then I get better. Amen. I don't need any encouragement. I just do that. When I'm discouraged, feeling discouraged, I spend maybe an hour. I won't quit until the discouragement leaves. I can't be depressed. I speak in tongues. 
he who speaks in tongues edifies himself, builds up himself. That's what Jude told us. But you, beloved, building up yourself in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. So that's how we do that. And I believe also in Romans chapter 8, it's so important. You don't know what to ask God for. You're human. And the Bible calls that weakness. I don't know, you know, my, my lovely wife Angela, I don't know everything that she's thinking about. I think I know some of it, but not everything, you know. <laughs> and if she's having difficulties, I, I won't even, I can tell. So how do I pray effectively for my wife when I don't know everything that's going on? How could I do that? How could I edify her? I can do that by praying in tongues. In Romans chapter 8 verse 26 and 27 says, Likewise the Spirit also helps our weaknesses. We have some weaknesses that we cannot help. So the Spirit of God who prays through us, helps our spirit to pray in tongues, he, he helps that weakness that we have. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. It's not like we don't know what to pray for. We do not know what we should pray for as we ought to know. For, uh, for, it, for our prayer life to be effective. We don't know enough to pray effectively before God. So the Spirit takes that weakness and it strengthens us. We do not know. When God says you do not know, believe me, you do not know. <laughs> Amen. You just don't know. As we ought. We know some things, but we don't really know. You couldn't tell if your son is out, if you're here and your son is driving, if an accident is waiting out for your son out there. You'll be making, saying glory to God and your son is about to die. But the Holy Spirit knows. He can pray through you for that son to be protected. And the boy will think, boy, I'm such a good driver. <laughs> for we do not know what we should pray for as we are. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings. Have you ever seen the Holy Spirit in church praying with groanings? How many of you have seen the Holy Spirit? Well, have you actually seen the Holy Spirit at the altar by himself praying? So who is he going to do it through? I know you, I understand you, Lalenia, but he's doing it through us, right? Yeah, he's doing it through us. So what, is that, what does that tell you? Many times the Holy Spirit wants to pray. Amen. And he needs you to cooperate with him. And he doesn't speak in English, you know. <laughs> He speaks in the heavenly language. Amen? So he needs your cooperation. So many times he is wanting to pray through us. He helps our weaknesses in that regard. So he makes intercession for us. With groanings which cannot be uttered. So he's speaking through us. You can say those things yourself. But he helps you to say the things that... that needs to be said now he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the spirit is because he the spirit makes intercession for the saints how? according to the will of God so you want God's perfect will in your life 
this is the way to go. You want to find out your future? Who to get married to? Single people. <laughs> Praying tongues. <laughs> and God will bring them the right person around. Spend to zero your your put your mind there. And just be praying in tongues. And the Holy Spirit said, that's okay. We will help manufacture this man or this woman. <laughs> and bring the man around. Yes. He makes intercession for us. Now, I'd like to go to Isaiah 28, verse 9 through 12. This is real Christian maturity because this will bring maturity into your life. Believe me, it will. If you're really troubled, spend some time praying in tongues for about an hour. you probably forget why you were so troubled when you're through with it. You will have forgotten. In verse 9, in Isaiah 28, it says, Whom will he teach knowledge? Who is God going to teach knowledge? You see? Who? God teaching you knowledge. And to whom will he make to understand? The message. Those just weaned from milk. Maybe they've been eating the word of God some. Huh? Those just drawn from the breast. For precept must be upon precept. Precept upon precept. Line upon line. Line upon line. Here a little and there a little. For. Because. With stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to these people. His tongues. You can check that from First um, Corinthians 14. His stammering tongues that he's going to use. To whom he said, "This is the rest, with which you may cause the weary to rest." What is this? Stammering tongues. Is the rest. You want to rest? Spend some time. This is the rest. And if you don't understand, go to First Corinthians 14 because Paul went back to this same scripture. Men of other tongues. Rest for you, rest for those who hear you. That's the kind of people God is seeking to use. He'll give you rest. For whom, to whom he said, this is the rest with which you may, God may, cause the weary to rest. God, through this, will cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing. You need some refreshing? You want to grow? <laughs> this is the refreshing. Yet they will not. And if you go further, it says, but what they want to do is, they don't want all of that tongue business. They want to go precept upon precept, line upon line, very little, very little, very little. He says that they may all go back and fall backward. You can check it. They'll go back and fall backward. So you can do all your struggles, but it's not by mind, it's not by power, it's by the Spirit. And we all need the Spirit. This is the way to go. You know, no Old Testament saint spoke in tongues. So Jesus was right when he said this. <laughs> the greatest of them all is John. 
But the least in the kingdom of God, if they really understand, is greater than John. None of them spoke in tongues. This is reserved for you and I. There is nothing new in the New Testament that wasn't in the Old Testament, just this one gift. They raised people from the dead in the Old Testament, right? They did. They performed miracles. They even made an act. The head of an axe to to swim. No big miracle in the New Testament that didn't see in the Old Testament. You know the Red Sea had it, right? Water turned to blood. You talk about water turned to wine. They turned water to blood. But the only thing that is not present in the Old Testament that's new that God is doing for the New Testament is one thing. Tongues. It must be important. Take advantage of it. Take advantage of it. It's so important. Now, revelation. Remember, God says, Whom will he teach knowledge? Right? Whom will he teach knowledge? And to whom will he make to understand the message? So everyone is not going to understand the message. There are people that God will make understand the mystery. Like Paul said, he gave me the mystery of the gospel. And he was delivering it. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, that's revelation through tongues. I believe revelation comes through tongues, spending some time. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 9 through 12. But as it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God had prepared for those who love him. So no one knows. But God has revealed them to us. How? Through the Spirit. When did you see the Holy Ghost sitting in front of you and talking to you and revealing stuff to you? When did that happen? How is he going to teach you then? Have you heard his voice? Say, let's turn to First Peter. Let's, let's sit down and love Bible study. No. This is the way he does it. I'm going to go further. But it's through the Spirit. The Spirit is what's going to reveal the message to you. Which is the gospel and understanding who God is. And understanding the true message of Christ that brings freedom. You shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. That's the true message. But God has revealed them to us, the message, through His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things. You see, the Spirit is still searching all things. Yes, the deep things of God. How many want to know the deep things? The deep things of God... For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. The only way you can know the things of God is only through his spirit. But how are you going to get the spirit to sit down with you and begin to tell you the things, the deep things? How are you going to get him to do it? When is he going to do it? You're going to fast? To get him to sit down with you and give you revelation? How are you going to get him to do it? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. 
Now we have received, notice, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. The spirit was given to you so that through the spirit, you walk the spirit to know the things that are freely given to you. You need the spirit, so God gave you the spirit. So that through the Spirit, as you walk with the Spirit, then He'll show you the things that are freely given. But how do you get Him to do that? I believe the way to do it is to speak with all the tongues. Spend a lot of time speaking in tongues. You know, the Bible says, if I speak in an unknown tongues, my spirit prays. Right? So right there, if, your to- if tongues is really the Holy Spirit giving the utterance to your spirit, right? That's what the Bible says. So they have to be very close at that point. So if I spend an hour, my spirit is my life, right? That's me. If I spend an hour speaking in tongues, and the Holy Spirit is using my spirit, both of them walking, so for one hour, they are buddies, right? (laughs) They're sitting right there together, speaking to the Father. I can learn some secrets there, you know? (laughs) Because at that point, He's searching the deep things of God. Right? And I believe in that, uh, that, that's when he begins to download some of the information he's getting from the Father, the deep things, into your own spirit. I, I believe that. I believe that. The greatest of all the apostles, Paul, he had more revelation. Even Peter says there are things that Paul says... They are hard to understand. That's Apostle Peter. But you know what what Paul said? I thank my God. I speak in tongues more than you all. He was a Texan. <laughs> so he said y'all, you know. <laughs> That's in First Corinthians chapter fourteen, verse eighteen. I thank my God. I speak with tongues more than y'all. That means if you can say that to our church, I'll be looking from revelation from your mouth. He spent more time. And if it's written in the scriptures like that, that means it's going to be hard to find another human being that will spend more time speaking in tongues than this one man. And he got the greatest of revelation from the Lord. And I believe personally that he got that because he was spending so much time speaking with tongues. And the Holy Spirit was downloading great information into his spirit. And the guy was just letting it out for the rest of us. Would you stand up with me tonight? I really encourage you to spend time. I know some of us do it, but do it deliberately. Knowing that your future with regards to understanding the things of God is going to grow. God can give you secrets depending on your calling. Everybody's calling is different. But you know, God can give you a secret concerning your business that will make you. Your gift will make a way for you. But the, all gifts, all good and precious things, they come from Him. Amen. Father, we just thank you tonight 
for the revelation of your word. Lord, it is through this that we can actually be rid of fear totally to trust you and to know that you are with us. Take away the fear from us that prevents us from using the gifts that you've given to us. Take that fear away and the lie from the enemy. And help us to search your word and to spend time with you praying in other tongues using our prayer language to dig into the secrets of the living God to help ourselves and mankind thank you Father for your love we give you praise right now in Jesus name and the people of God said Amen God bless you, thanks it's good to see every one of you